Welcome to Pathways Unnatural, a Star Wars-inspired actual play of Galactic 2E, a no-dice, no-masters game by Riley Rethal. Hi, I'm Don, pronouns he, him. Tonight I'll be playing Tildoff, pronouns also he, him, a Mon Calamari using the Diplomat playbook. Hi, my name is Eclipse, I use she, they pronouns. I'll be playing Prior, uh, who uses she, her pronouns. She is a Jedi with a mysterious lightsaber emitter. And she's using the Nova playbook. Hi, my name is Jacqueline. Pronouns she and her. I'm playing Balta Fawn, also known as Darth Astris. Pronouns also she and her. An elderly Sith grandma type who left the Republic after the last war and is also very divorced. Hi, I'm Jeff. Pronouns he, they. I'll be playing N1K1, a.k.a. Nichols. Pronouns they, them. The quirky pit droid turned ace pilot. Pathways Unnatural, Episode 2, Dog of the Republic. Infiltrating the Republic blockade by way of the sea, Tildoff Gora and N1K1 begin their search for fuel cells, guided by Darius Bigley. Across town, a blast from the past greets Balta Fawn in the form of her ex-wife, Pisirius Glow. What past wounds will be ripped open in this junkyard? What new ones will be formed? And then I guess we probably want to go into the 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 scene, the uh, the the blockade, right? Mm-hmm. I guess like, do we want to make that into a place? Because I feel like that's like distinct from just like the open water, right? Uh, yeah. So uh, we 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 met up with Nichols' friend, Mordic Ban. That's it. There was there was a fight for control over the ship. Uh, Tildoff had a little, little bit of a emotional episode, uh, moment rather. I guess I'll say like he had a bit of a him and Nichols had a thing. So I think after that, uh, I guess we'd go to maybe Mordic's hovel. Well, I think that Mordic was leading the ship, just the boat straight to the, to the blockade. Right? Yeah, the the three of us are on the boat headed towards the the blockade okay that's right yeah we were going to continue on yeah that's right we couldn't go back okay so yeah i guess we would my thought is either base or weapon from more places on page 30 yeah i also think battleground could work depending on how we want the scene to look Ooh, do we want the liberation to already be there uh well yeah we were doing a job for the liberation yeah we're we're reconvening with uh with with the group i think that's neat Maybe maybe they have a little spot set away from the blockade a bit that they've been able to like uh, commandeer and cloister around. Like it's no- nothing more than uh, dilapidated tents. Definitely. Hmm. What are we imagining this blockade is looking like? Because now I'm I'm actually not sure. Like, is this like a like what are we imagining here? In my head, I've kind of pictured like a pretty classic. Um... Like, like a probably like a row of hangar ships, um, like maybe like three or four larger ships that are kind of closing out this bay, because I'm kind of imagining the coast is like almost like C shaped, and so they're like blocking off like the, uh, like the right side of the sea, if that makes sense. They're turning it into a D. Yes, they're turning <laughs> into a backwards D. And maybe uh, there's like an a singular uh, anti aircraft tower. Yeah. I'm not sure about how I feel about the Liberation already being there, since I remember this was supposed to be kind of like a stealthy, not stealthy mission, but like, I remember like the two of you were kind of going in alone to just like steal some shit. Yeah, that's true. So maybe there should be a weapon or a, or a base. Yeah. I guess the question here is like, do we feel like this is more of something that's being used to, do we feel like the, the blockade is more of an offensive or defensive uh, implement? Uh... So since the blockade was like it was, this was part of the strategy between like the Republic and like the local mob, if I remember right. Yeah, kind of to close us in. So I guess that depends on like how you would view like defenses versus offensive in terms of that. Yeah. Like, is this to hurt the local economy? I feel like it probably is. Like on some deeper level, this is probably not just here to punish us, right? Yeah, they uh, definitely uh, they're they're regulating what comes in. So like, 
any ships that come to this area are given uh, a strip down of all areas to make sure no contraband is being brought in. Everything is quote unquote on the up and up. I think I know what this location is. Okay. Uh, bureaucracy, maybe. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then that's like, oh, the evil of bureaucracy, like the the economic damage rather than like straight up like killing people, like that kind of thing. That could be interesting depending on what y'all think. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. The, the Republic has bureaucracy in spades, so having them uh, being here and enforcing their bureaucracy in the Outer Rim is kind of their whole bag right now, so... It's it's like a like a customs stop. You have to declare your items before you can cross. Yeah, it's more of like a floating office building or a set of floating office buildings than like an actual military base. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the the uh, the soldier part has happened. This place has been ground down by the military, and now the bureaucrats have set up where the uh, the command centers were, and this is just where they process things. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of aesthetics, um, I feel like evil turned banal is like the obvious one, especially based on what what Jacqueline said. Mm-hmm. Definitely self-important uniforms. Self-important uniforms are good. I think hovering water coolers are very fun, but I'm also. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we're surrounded by water, but we don't know if that water is really good for drinking. So, you know, maybe the uh, the the Republic can't be bothered to drink local tap. Yeah. So they they spent thousands of credits shipping in fresh water from Coruscant because they know what's in that. They won't deign to drink the outer rim water. Exactly. I guess you're rumored to be here. I guess one could be if, if we wanted to just like use our do our own thing, could be the the cell like the the power cells. But also I don't know if that, that would really be rumored to be here because like. They have these like anti anti air barrages that are just like there, and they are presumably powered by the thing that they're normally powered by, right? So I feel like that's not necessarily rumored. Yeah, we're we're almost guaranteed to to find these things that we've been tasked with. Yeah, it could make it more interesting then to have it be something else because, like, I think it's a very classic, like, oh, we're going in to do one thing, but there's something much larger here. Um, I was gonna say, I. I know this is a little bit generic. I know this happens in every Star Wars thing, but the plans for a new and powerful technology are very fun. I mean, yeah. Very true. Like This is Star Wars. Yeah, we, we can't be above Star Wars if we're just making Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, the ones that I like, I like that one a lot, as well as the holding style, just because of like what we talked about with NPCs before now. Yeah, I'm definitely down for both. We could do both the new tech and holding cells. Sounds good to me, at least. Yeah, I think for the holding cell, like it's 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 a rumor that the Republic perpetuates, like the people who who raised the biggest uproar when the Republic rolled in are being held there, and it's 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 not a closely guarded secret at all. It's almost a little propaganda, like you know you know who we have, you know we have your strongest dissidents. Your there there is no resistance here because we have the biggest rabble rousers. Yeah. Plus, it's good to like establish these things, but it's not like it has to come up. Sure. Like if, um, like it, like if it turns out through play that like we want to focus more on like one over the other, or like some, or like something completely different spot sprouts up, like then, yeah, it's good to have. Yeah. Um, I'm having like a thought kind of spring up, which is the like, um. And like, if, if this doesn't come up, I'm, I, I think it, that's totally fine. But like, I'm I'm into the idea that the Republic sees what's happening with the Jedi and sees that they're split, and like, some part of their like big overarching plan could involve like making like like manufacturing Jedi like a way to like reliably have like Jedi who will be obedient and like uh. And like consistently effective in, in battle and like won't won't reject their orders. That's like super thematically interesting with a lot of like what we set up before. That's scary. <laughs> that 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 could be our whole like arc right there is dealing with that threat. 
Yeah, they they don't need the Jedi Order. They're making their own Jedi Order. Mm. Yeah, like what if they were making like like basically like Lobot Jedi? Like they were like putting like <laughs> cybernetics in them to like make them be like compliant and and tranquil. Oh my gosh! It's they're they're putting they're putting restraining bolts on humans or humanoids. Yeah. That's that's good. That's a that's a yeah. Because part of, part of what we talked about early on, I don't know if it made that first episode, was about uh, droid rights. Yeah. All right. Do we think we've got enough to go into it? Yeah. I think so. Yep. Um, Jacqueline, should, should you or I kind of give the the kind of sweeping? I feel like you had a really good, like you you, you had like a, a tease for the beginning of this. So I'm kind of curious where that was going. Oh, fuck. I did, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> it's so easy to just say shit. Oh, uh, let me think for a second. What did I, I was like? Oh, and they're screaming or something like that, right? Yes. Yeah. Why would there be screaming? One second. Do does anyone have ideas of why there would be screaming? This is. Um, they could be bringing someone into one of the cells. Yeah, they have like the last person, like they they were able to like secure uh, a holdout that they were trying to get like they've had a the republic has had a victory in that they got someone who eluded them and now they have the whole set and uh that person is not going in quietly yeah i dig that okay do you want me to set the scene yeah okay the republic blockade looms large over the ocean uh tildoff nichols and did uh, Mordic Ban come in with you? Yeah, he's riding the boat. Oh, he might actually dip after, like. Yeah. He might kind of give a salute, and then like once once they get on the blockade. Um, yep. This is as far as I go. <laughs> he just yeah. like drops us off. Or not even drops us off. He slows down enough for us to hop. We just swim the rest of the way. Because I mean, we did steal his boat. This is true. And uh, I, I can't recall the exact relationship Nichols was having with him, but like, I didn't see him as a uh, participant. It, it's in pretty all close. This. It's, okay. it's pretty close, but yeah, he, he's he's not a member of like any kind of liberation uh, front. We he he was Nichols' mentor. Uh, so like all all of the piloting tricks that Nichols learned were from him. But uh, he also doesn't really want to have anything to do with the Republic anymore. Uh, you know, he got out of it for a reason. He just wants to be left alone. All right. I think the one kindness that he will grant is he's going to give Nichols a, uh, like, cryogenic gas arm that shoots out cryogenic gas. Ooh. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I think, like, after doing that, he, like, gives you, like, a thumbs up. Like a bit of that old bit of that old flair. Like if this was a movie, this would be like the cameo guest star. Like, oh, it's that guy. I love that guy. And just flashes his winning smile and pilots away. Maybe. Yeah. Um, leaving you two to eventually, uh, if you're swimming, pop up uh, like soaking wet dogs uh, in the blockade at, at a place. Uh, it's like. It's like not sprawling, but it feels like larger than it is because of how like bureaucratic it is. There's like a method to its like structure that makes it feel labyrinthian almost. Um, and I think there are various Republic officials uh, going about. And um, what kind of like approach are you taking here to like, oh, I'm going to go steal, going to go gank some. Uh, power cells. Okay, uh, so, so I, I guess just getting into it, uh, getting you know rising up out of the from the bank, Tildoff is going to spend a few moments uh, t- taking off his jacket that's got like metallic accents all over it, and just try and like make himself not look like he's covered in mud. So he's going to spend some time cleaning himself off and uh, making himself presentable. And I think Tildoff is going to be wanting to find a, some sort of quartermaster, I think, a supply depot situation. 
Do you think there are a lot of uh, droids operating this uh, blockade slash depot? I get the impression that it's like kind of a uh, not very important detail to be manning this blockade. And so maybe they've assigned a large number of droids to work certain uh, mundane stations. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, I think there are some, like, uh, humans, or not humans, you know what I mean, people, um, but non, like, droid people, I don't know Star Wars things, uh, but just, like, to make sure that things keep running, but, like, I think the image that is projected is, like, oh, this is, this is one well-oiled machine. Yeah, they, they've, they've thoroughly cleared this area, so they don't need humanoid, uh, uh sentient living staff that they can now send in the droids to uh, operate with uh, whatever bureaucratic middle managers running the operations. Sorry, I'm just 100%. Um, so uh, I, have, I have a thought about this, which is that uh, uh, before we started, I, I mentioned an idea for an NPC, and I, wa I want this uh, a, a woman, a Zeltron, who are like p pink people, um, named Uvrak Harg um, is the uh, official who's been given the station. She's kind of an untraditional um, uh, Republic uh, officer. Like, she doesn't wear the, the outfit. Um, she's, like, tough and covered head to toe in these t tattoos that carve a matte-backed Coruscant. Um, and instead of using, like, the standard issue stuff, she uses these, like, two... Uh, huge, like, uh, Kashyyyk Wookiee daggers. Um, I don't think she's on deck right now, but, like, uh, I think her, uh, her leadership style kind of is, is notable here in the sense that, like, uh, I think a lot of the crew here, um, are maybe not, uh, well, actually, okay, they're all dressed to the nines, like, they're all dressed to the nines in terms of a uniform, but, like, they're also, like, other other like accoutrement that they've like attached to their outfits and stuff um to kind of mark their not necessarily allegiance to to uvrock but kind of their distance from the the ordinary rank and file like these are the punk rock ones yeah they all got a little bit of flair on them yeah um and uh i, I feel like i mean it, it, it feels like it, it makes sense. Let me actually look at what the uh, what the Republic can do here. Um, it feels like it makes sense for like the moment you get on here for something to happen. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put uh, Tilled off in immediate danger. Um, okay. A, uh, a, a kind of... Um, I think someone wearing like plasteel armor with a... Uh, with like a military coat over it, um, which is like not really standard fit. You're not really supposed to wear clothes over armor, but they're definitely doing it. Um, <laughs> uh, approaches uh, approaches tilled off. They're not wearing their helmet. Uh, I think they're like a zap rack underneath uh, with like the yellow and black. Uh, it'll get Dathomiri zap rack okay. with the yellow and black uh, tattoos, and um, they say, uh, "Hey there, uh, I don't think I recognize you." Oh, uh, hello there. I'm Tildoff Gora, a uh, diplomat from the planet of Dak. And uh, he, he raises a, puts a hand up, and it's still a little damp. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, also, you got a token for this. I'm putting Tildoff okay. in immediate danger. Oh, boy. Um, okay. And uh, I think this, uh, this Zabrak says, uh, I don't, I don't think we take a diplomats on this station? Are you sure you're in the right place? I certainly hope so. My shuttle isn't due to return for another week. Perhaps uh, you could take me to your uh, commandant. Yeah, I can take you to, to Ubrak. Yes, uh, my fellow here uh, shall be accompanying me, and I'll uh, uh, gesture to uh, Nichols. I see, and uh, you got a restraining bolt on it, right? Uh, Tildoff gives like a like a a weary like. Come on, of course. All right, let me uh, let me let me let me show you the way. 
and uh, uh, very well. Uh, what's your, what's your? They're not stormtroopers. They don't have numbers. Uh, what is your name? Uh, Star Wars names. Uh, I got Darius Bigley on the <laughs> mind. You're good at this. <laughs> That's Darius Bigley. They them. Um, and I'll, I'll I'll drop them a, a trait just so they can do things. Uh, I mean they can do things anyways, but just so just so we have an idea of like what what they're like. I think they're focused. Sure. Um, oh, and that's end game token. And meanwhile, Nichols is uh, keeping their eyes out for, or optical sensors rather, for a uh, any sign of those military grade fuel cells. And if the opportunity comes up, regardless of the danger, uh, they will slip away to go towards them. I don't think you see like power cells um, or fuel cells rather. Uh, I, I do think you hear more of that screaming. I think you hear someone screaming, like, no, I don't belong here. This isn't where I should be. Like, mm, okay. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and make a vulnerable move then. And I'm gonna move towards the people who are uh, screaming for help. Uh, make a rash maneuver that puts me or others in danger uh, to to investigate this because it seems like someone is in need of assistance from or maybe some liberation from the uh, republic here. So if the op- I'm I'm just gonna like slow down a little bit as Tildoff and uh, Dario Spigley are are walking forward. I'm going to slow down, ease up my steps, and then just veer off in another direction. Uh, Cole, Jacqueline, do you have a sense of who that person in the prison is? No, not really. Um, could be, uh, let's say, I don't know, could be like some like low level, um, maybe like a political organizer from nearby. Like, I think... Um, like somebody who worked in the markets uh, and was like, hey, stuff's going on with the mob and stuff's going on with the Republic, maybe. Like, I, and maybe got a little bit too, like, conscious of that idea. I don't know, though. I like that. Um, if you knew the Star Wars name, which I feel like I'm still on, I'm on Star Wars name recharge, kind of. Uh, uh, Hepta Morale. I like that one. Uh, what are Hepta's pronouns? Let's go... Uh, A-M. Hell yeah. Can you clarify that for me? Uh, A, like, uh, like, A, like, A are going to the, the mall, M, like, uh, did you, did you talk to him, to him recently? And like, oh, like, oh, I stole her phone from her pocket. Uh, that kind of thing. Does that... I can write those down if you need. I understand. Yeah. Thank you. It's like they them without the... the... It's like a fricative, let's say uh, they them. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like Hepta should have like a... Connected would be cool for Hepta. Does does Darius notice that uh, Nichols is getting off track? Um... Yeah, actually. Uh, I, I think Darius, like looks over at Nichols and um and like points at a finger and they say uh hey droid stay on task and uh uh the uh the republic will gain a token from that because they have a move that's remind everyone to stay on task and gain a token <laughs> nice uh Tildoff will uh reach into his uh jacket and pull out just a bit of tech like it may not even be anything but he's gonna point it at Nichols and say, oh, don't make me use this. Your motivator was just replaced, and I think I need to tighten down a few screws. I apologize for my companion's behavior. Uh, Nichols is gonna start walking back towards uh, Tildoff, but is gonna like make a couple of little over-the-shoulder gestures like, hey, there's something over here. Uh, looking uh, at Darius, uh, Darius, What's uh, over there? My droid has uh, got a keen eye and uh, might be something we could help with. Is everything shipshape? 
in this, what do you call it, blockade? Yeah, we've had issues with, well, back during the, the Civil War, there were issues with um, all sorts of Sith and uh, other elements, and so now we have these prisons just to make sure that people who are crossing aren't causing any trouble. It sounds like someone's causing you trouble now. Is this something I should be worried about? I'm, as you see, unarmed. I suppose not. If your droid really wants to look, I guess we can't stop them. Uh, they're not going to do anything bad. They're they're under a restraining bolt, right? Of course, yes. Just uh, curious getting the lay of the land. I've not been to this world and still unaccustomed to how you are running things here. How about you and I see, go see Uvrak, and your droid can <clears throat> get the lay of the land, as you said. Yes, and uh, he'll shake the little techie bit in his hand, and I've, if I need to recall him, I can do a simple press of a button. It will be no trouble at all, please. That's a strange recall device you have there. It, well, it looks like a pair of electromagnetic binoculars, but I'll believe you. I've seen all <laughs> sorts of jury-rigged tech. Uh, custom, you know, multi-purpose you're saying about local stuff. What, what, what sort of resistance have you gotten in the Republic's rightful taking of this world? Um, I think Darius like kind of gestures out at the the land, um, kind of past the water, and says, um, <clears throat> "My family has lived on these lands for." Oh, well, it must be a couple centuries now. There was the war with the Mandos, and then there were the troubles with the Jedi and the Sith. And now there's all sorts of criminal elements trying to take back these lands from the Republic, who rightfully owns them. So, mostly small-time criminals. Cloak and dagger. Nothing that the large boot of the Republic can't handle, am I right? And he, like, doing, like, a camaraderie, just, like, elbow nudge. He's trying to butter, uh, it's, this isn't really a move, well, yeah, yeah, it's not really a move or anything. He's just trying to be, get a little chummy with this person. I think Darius kind of guide, like, gesture and guide, uh, tilt off down into, like, the low, like, lower levels of the ship. Um, and I, I think there are, like, a bunch of people in, like, plasteel armor kind of, like, pushing past them at all times, like, officer, I mean, well, some of them are plastic armor, some of them are, like, like officer clothes, um, they, they kind of gesture at the forces here and say, uh, well, I, I didn't really want to say it on deck, just in case there were prying ears, but we have seen some more, uh, well-developed forces, that's actually part of why we're here, there, there was an operation that we're trying to sting, that we're trying to move some E-11s off-world. Elevens, that's a standard issue thing. Nothing out of the ordinary there. Simple arms. Yes, but if it gets into the hands of criminals and rebels, then, well, the Republic will have an issue. Do you have any intel? Is there any truth behind what I've heard? There's people, uh, less than safe, uh, less than welcome behaviors? Yes, uh, these things would be especially concerning in the hands of criminal elements, uh, especially considering the destruction of Taris. Um, there was a fairly significant personal shield manufacturing facility there, and now, well, the Republic can't get enough. We're vulnerable to both vibroblades and blasters now. Uh, yes, I look to procuring an energy shield for this very mission, and I... I was laughed out of the shop. Apparently, the Republic has uh, snagged up all of the small time or all of the larger contracts. Don't trust homemade jobs. Let me just warn you that right now. Oh, I've heard. And uh, I think as as that's mentioned, uh, Darius and uh, Tildoff come up to Uvrak. Uh, I feel like we shift over to Nichols now. Yeah. So Nichols. You know, now having mostly uh, free reign uh, around, is gonna walk up and, and see what's going on with uh, Peptamoral. So I'm guessing this is like just a line of holding cells. 
I feel like that makes sense. Uh, I think, uh, uh, I think Hepta, like, sees Nichols and is like, ah, oh, another droid. There are so many droids. It's just droid after droid after droid. Why can't I see a real person for once? And Nichols will kind of cock their head and say, why are you here? I'm here because I told the truth. I said, and, and people, some people believe me, a lot of people didn't believe me, but it's true. The facts are, why do I need to reiterate this over and over? The, 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 the mob, the Republic, they're working together. That's why I'm here. That's why they put me here. You, the Republic thinks that you are lying? No, they think I'm telling the truth, and that's a problem for them. What concern is it to you? I this is where my family lives. I I have a I have a child. I have I have parents, I have siblings. I if if they're going to threaten our lives, our our prosperity, then I I I can't just not say anything, right? How old is Hepta? Let's give like 37. Okay. Actually, let's call it more like 30, sorry. Their children would be pretty young then. Mm-hmm. A, a cause like that is worth doing the right thing for. Would you agree? I, oh, I'm, I'm here in this cell, aren't I? Of course I agree. I wonder, to what, how far do you think a person should go to do the right thing? Well, that's a tough question, little, little one. Uh, kind of gives you a look that's like, why are you like talking to me like this? Um, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and is like, I guess as far as you need to go to, to do the thing. I mean, there's there's limits, of course. I don't want to like I don't want to kill anyone, but uh, I just I want people to know what's going on in their lives, at least. Even if the person that you do not want to kill would kill your own family, I well, I. <laughs> That's that's tough. I mean, I've never. I mean, I guess I've killed, you know, fish before, but I've I've never. I guess in that case, sure. But why are you? In, who are you? Where? Who are you? Why? Why are you here? How come I'm the one being questioned? The Republic does not always have the interests of its citizens at heart. I uh -huh. seek to I seek to allow people to live their lives as they choose provided it does not harm others and I think at this point uh, Nichols is going to take that uh, cryogenic device that Mordic tossed them and spray it on the lock of this cell and say wait for us to leave you can come with us. Well, that's good. And then walk away. Yeah, I think the the shot of like the camera, just like the as as Nichols walks away, like the background receding is like wide eyed, just Hepta being like, "What the fuck?" But seeming to be excited for at the prospect of leaving. And then uh, Nichols will go and rejoin Darius and Tildoff. Cool. Uh, do we want to swap over now, or do we want to kind of finish out this scene, or finish out this 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 area? I guess. I I don't I don't really have uh, exactly what Tildoff is going to do next, so maybe it would be good to see what the other two are up to. Sure. I think last time we were in the 
the the dump uh, a, a, a familiar face popped up. Yeah, um, a serious glow. Um, a wait, do, did we establish a uh, species for them? For her? I don't think so. What kind of what kind of cool Star Wars alien do you all like? All I know is that she's a Jedi. I mean, I like a good Rodian. Okay, Rodian sounds cool. Do, do Rodians have hair? Not at well. Okay, Greedo, uh, <laughs> the reptilian uh, guy that Han shoots. They kind of no, no. They do have hair because in at Jabba's palace there was a, a, a singer who definitely had like fluorescent orange hair. Okay. So, yeah, they, they can totally have hair. Yeah, because the, the one trait I remember really describing of her was like, like long hair. That's that's all I really remember. Yeah. So I think uh, you know you were digging through the the trash to get this. Um, component off of a it must have been some kind of droid in the junkyard right yeah it's a robo dog yeah it was the robo dog and uh the key component no not the key component in the dog but in the the trash collector is how uh prior got their hilt or their sleeve rather right right so uh and then we, we ended the scene with uh, this Jedi coming up from seemingly out of nowhere and greeting Balta with, hello Balta, still giving advice, I see. Hello, Pasirius. I didn't expect to see you so soon, but I guess I shouldn't expect much when it comes to you. Well, I could say the same for you. I, I sensed your presence shortly after you arrived. I couldn't just wait for you to find me. I knew that's why you were here. Wait, Balta, this is her? This is... Yes, this is her. She's hot. Yes, she is. I think I think Pasirius just completely glosses over this that remark and and is entirely business in this situation. Balta, I think you should give me a reason why I shouldn't report you right now and take you in. I can give you a pretty good reason. And she, um, I think her eyes narrow. She taps her cane on the ground a few times. And like, it's a really like dirty cane. Like it's like scraped up kind of like, I don't know, just like looks like a real piece of crap. Um, but like after tapping it on the ground a few times, it starts to like fall away almost like break apart, like deconstruct itself. Um, and she's left with the hilt of a lightsaber and she activates it and says here's a good reason are, are we going to fight again you know i'm not that easy i know you very well by now you're part of this this blockade i know that you you must have had a hand in its setup considering the layout the formations it's just like what we've seen in the war I know your tactics and I'm tired of seeing you pop up all the time she gives out this long sigh and here I th I was hoping that maybe you had finally seen reason and summons her own lightsaber from her belt into her hand activates it and takes a defensive stance um i would love some descriptions of these lightsabers i want to hear, hear yours first okay uh sirius's lightsaber is 
at this point they they've spent a lot of time in the republic loyal to the republic and have been granted a few favors here and there and they've displayed various embellishments related to their service to the republic on the hilt of their lightsaber so anytime that they receive a medal in service of the republic they've had it slightly bent and shaped around so you see these like gold wings and then a golden star and it works its way up the hilt of the lightsaber she, uh, she seems to be very proud of all of the accomplishments that she has made for the Republic. What color is it? I think it's going to be a very pale green. Hell yeah. Balta's lightsaber is, it was, it used to be like a pretty standard issue Jedi, Republic Jedi like lightsaber. Um, but it looks like at one point it was kind of smoothed out. Like a lot of the unnecessary like bumps and embellishments were just kind of not sanded away. That doesn't make much sense. But like it was made simpler on purpose. And uh, it, there have obviously been some replacements as well. I think uh, her lightsaber used to be, um, I think the color of it used to be blue. I think now it's more like a, more like almost a black, but like, let's say like a dark, a dark, dark blue. All right. Does uh, Prior do anything in this situation? Yeah, I, I, I had the idea. Um, I, I like, like, because making the lightsaber in like a lot of ways is like, on some level a mechanical process, but is also like very much a uh, force and emotional process. And I, I like the idea of using one of my strong moves, learn the secrets or purpose of something not understood. Um, and like, I don't think Priora has ever really understood like what the heart of Ilum is supposed to do, what, what her, uh, what, what this relic that she carries is supposed to do. But uh, I, I think like in this moment, she realizes that like, the purpose of this is to, like, just as her outfits are made of junk that she gathers together and, like, uh, you know, wraps around herself, this is supposed to be the core of, um, of a saber made of anything. Like, it's, it's a, uh, it's, it, it, it's, the, the thing itself is a lightsaber. It, it just needs the parts, um, and she's gonna use the force to uh, kind of hastily and like shittily, like bond, uh, bond together what part she has, like that she's collected over time, including this new sleeve, and uh, she like binds together this lightsaber and ignites it and has this like kind of sparking cyan glow, um, and uh, she's gonna say, uh, "I, I'm not gonna let you hurt Balta." I think that Balta looks back to her. And is like, this isn't your fight. I've fought this fight a million times. I can fight it a million more. I, I, I can't just do that. And I, I think Priora is going to uh, rush into, like, r rush towards uh, uh, Sirius, um, and, uh, and 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 try to strike at her. This is also probably acting on impulse, putting yourself in a dangerous situation. Oh, definitely. And I think at this point, I need to come up with some traits for Sirius. Uh, looks like we wrote down zealous and burdened, so I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out some things to give and take tokens here. Yeah, and well, I I also want to say we don't have to play this out like super beat by beat necessarily. Um, because I feel like. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I've I've stumbled into a group that is like super good at eloquently describing like the moment to moments of a like sword fight. Um, but we can also like zoom out and take it from like a larger like uh, like how do we want this to go? Like, what's the what's what's the arc of this battle? Yeah. 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 
uh, since since I already did it, and because we already so we already said it that burdened is is one of the traits of of Pasirius. One of the options is sigh deeply and gain a token. Uh, <laughs> they already did that. Too perfect. <laughs> I have to take it now. Hell yeah. I think I want Prior here to like show uh, maybe a proficiency, but not necessarily uh, like she can do a lightsaber fight, but she can't. She's proficient, but she's not an expertise. Yeah, and, and, and maybe there's also an element of the force there, which is like uh like Sirius and Balta are working on this like whole other plane where the fight is like bound to the force and, and she's just like focusing on the physical the, the kind of the physical side of it. Um and uh I, I like I, I think I like the idea of Prior getting not significantly injured here, but definitely like coming away with some wounds. That's perfect because the other the other trait that they're gonna they're gonna take is taking things too far and give them when you hurt a token. So I think you are gonna gain a token as part of this, and uh, maybe you take a uh, take a wound somewhere. I think if we're talking about like how this battle goes, um, the way that I'm seeing it, if you two like the this description, um, I think that there is an element to it of like prior attempting to like rush and like be the like one who is like in the in the shit here um and i think that maybe um balta um is like both also trying to like fight uh her focus is split here i think that might be part of why uh that might be part of why um prior comes away with injuries is because Balta is both trying to fight her ex and also uh, keep her ex from hurting uh, Prior and also keep Prior from killing her ex a little bit. Like, not on super on purpose, but the way she, like, sometimes guides the, like, dance of the battle, that's, like, inst- like kind of instinctively what she's doing, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, and I think that, uh, that Poserius is reading into that as like this is someone that you are trying to protect and they are it, it makes them that much more interested in going after something that is uh, important to you that that you uh value so they they're gonna give uh prior you're gonna gain a token and um so somewhere along this fight, I, I imagine this fight being being quite long, and we don't have to get into the details of it. Um, but at some point, I think Prior takes some kind of injury, and you're you're welcome to to describe that yourself. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of it being like a because uh, I feel like losing an entire limb or like a hand is is you know it's, it's Star Wars, but you know, <laughs> the Star Wars way. Or using sharp weapons. Um, <laughs> I like the idea of a wound that's like incomplete in a way where it's like Freer loses like not part of her hand, but like parts of like two or her, two of her fingers. Um, sure. I think, and that makes sense because I think Viserys isn't, isn't here to, to kill or, or even to maim, but more to, to humiliate. Yeah. Um, but I also, I, I think I want to spend a token to Prior come away with with something from that, which is I want to use uh, my strong move, perceive a vision of the past, present, or future. Um, and I think Prior, in the moment that she's injured, um, is able to tap into the Force and tap into Viserys and Balta and learn what happened between them. Yeah, I think this is like a moment where... Um... I think that I think that this happens like do you, so do you do that like during the battle or like after you've been injured? I think it's like it's almost like a flashpoint like the moment that uh that Prior gets injured she sees it. Yeah, so I think after you're injured like the other two continue fighting. Um and I think that uh you know, um you're playing serious right now or uh, Jeff, so please, you know, uh, let me know if you don't like this. But I think there's a moment where Pasirius is like, Balta, you're being a fool. And um, maybe I, I think um, Balta snaps back like, 
like call me Astr call me Darth Asterisk or call me nothing, Dog of the Republic. And um, I think while that conversation is happening, like kind of overlaid and like a really cheesy like effect um, is like the two of them like sparring when they're younger. Um, and like, like, like an image of them sparring, but like obviously with like so much love and so much like, um, I don't know, so much familiarity, um, like they would never hurt each other. And then like the image progresses and they're older and um, they're like, they look just like so tired. Uh, and like, this is the moment th that like they got into a duel when Balta left. Um, and uh, Pasirius remained behind. How does that, how does that feel? I love it. Uh, it it's definitely the same vein that I'm picturing like this. You, you two have had so many sparring matches uh, throughout the years, and it started of a play, in a place of passion and love and friendship, but now there's like this malice between the two of you. And so, you know, we, we cut to those scenes from the past of you two training, and it was like in good fun, but you've trained so much together that you know all of each other's moves. And so neither of you can get a leg up and this battle just seems to go on forever. Yeah. And I think the one, like maybe the final thing, um, prior that you see in the like overlaid flashback thing, um, is the way that their duel ended when, uh, Balta defected which is, um, I think Balta's, like, old, and so, like, she would have probably difficulties walking either way. Um, but during this duel, I think that um, uh, Pasirius, like, drove her lightsaber through Balta's knee, maybe. Ooh. Taking it too far. Absolutely. That's too far? Oh no no no! I'm just like that. That kind of like, uh, well, I guess no. Uh, it was Basir, like Basirius was taking like you. So sorry, I was kind of like lost in the moment, but I was thinking like they know each other so well that like this could have gone on until they were both just dead of exhaustion. But like Basirius getting that that grievous uh, uh, injury. I don't. I didn't mean to say grievous like that, but like <laughs> able to like slip through and and wound when like. It seemed like she was there to never hurt, but just humiliate is kind of what I was feeling. Jacqueline, I don't think so. Uh, there's this there's this thing in Star Wars called Form Seven, the, the Vot Pod, um, which is a form of lightsaber combat that uh, the Jedi use in very situational cases, and you have to have a partner for it. Um, and it's about letting the dark side flow through you into your weapon. Um, okay and you need to like create like a circuit with your opponent so to train it you need a uh you need an opponent who is also practicing bopod um or form seven uh, and this just kind of reminds me of that i like that a lot um but yeah and if i i feel like i'm going on a little bit too long but i have one capstone to that if it's okay uh, honestly, like looking at our time, like if you want to close out this episode with the dramatic conclusion or cliffhanger, I think that would be really cool. Like this is this is a showdown. People have been hurt. There have been visions. I think uh, just narratively, this would be perfectly fine. If you're if the scene goes long, that's fine. I'm just securing fuel cells. You're meeting your ex-wife, <laughs> so. <laughs> I think it could be cool if, like, after the flashback fades through and, like, we... Because, okay, wait, I feel like clarifying things. Uh, uh, Pasirius didn't, like, in the present time, uh, drive her lightsaber through her knee. Um, oh. Um, that was that was in the flashback of, like, the duel when Balta left. My bad. Sorry about you're com that. You're completely fine. I just wanted to make sure it was, like, clear for everyone. Um, but, like, the, fa the flashback, like, fades out... And um, I think Prior, what you see is like almost a reflection of like that is about to happen again. Um, and this is just my alternative to like maybe instead of like the trailing out, maybe we or like the fading away and going to the other scene. Maybe it's like maybe the way it ends is that it looks like it's about to um, 
to end up the same way, like something really terrible is about to happen. And then um, I want to I want to spend a token, show a flash of the hero I used to be, and uh, just do like a really dramatic disarming, like as she attempts to like really grievously injure uh, Darth Astrus, uh, she can just uh, expertly disarms Pasirius. So you you pull off this amazing maneuver, you know, and, and it flashes back to this moment in the past where you took a hit to the knee from this exact same maneuver, but you've trained for it now. You know it's coming, and you're able to pull off a move to counter it and at the same time disarm Pasirius. And Pasirius just stands there stunned and kind of like ready for uh, the next move to be struck down and just says, you know, I'll never stop chasing you down. I'm, I'm going to bring you in one day if you don't kill me. Um, I think uh, Prior in this moment is going to immediately use a strong move, use the space between protect yourself or others, like from an emotional angle, just doesn't want to give Balta this like opportunity to like stew in this moment. Uh, because she knows that it'll only cause harm to everyone here, um, and she's just gonna like, I don't, I don't know, like almost like a force spear, like like a very like sharp like concussive blow with the force, just like straight at uh, a serious chest. N nothing that would kill her, but like definitely something that would like knock the wind out of her. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a moment where like Balta looks like she's like considering it. <laughs> And that's when the the prior saves the day a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine like Pasirius right before this happens is saying something to the effect of, "You already turned to the dark side. Just do it." And then you you raise up your your lightsaber, but then you're hit with this uh, this force from prior that that like shocks you back into reality that that you don't want to do this. Sorry, Priya, we're sitting serious. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed safe. No worries. Um, I think after after the spear hits uh, Pasirius, um, and she's knocked out, uh, Balta just like wilts, um, and she turns to Prior and says, "Thank you." I, and she's like almost. Do you know like yeah how it's like really fucked up and sad when you see like an old person crying? Yeah. Um, she's like, I think she's like on the verge of tears. She's trying not to let it break through her like voice. She's like, I don't like hearing her say my name anymore. I know. Uh, and maybe that's where that scene ends. I, I think that's, that, that's good. I also, I think I have a, a pretty damn good cliffhanger. Ooh. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, uh, if, if that's where you want that scene to end. Yeah, sure. Okay, so uh, we go back to the ship. Uh, Tildoff is walking behind uh, Darius, and uh, running up the halls is about seven or eight of uh, uh, various species running down the hallway wearing very simple Jedi tunic and garb, no robes, and uh, they're just kind of marching, running, marching right past Tildoff. Uh, and like it's foreshadowing um, okay so I'll, I'll say the thing that I'll say what I mean behind it like so Tildoff is walking and uh, all of a sudden rounding the corner running down is a series of people identically dressed in simple Jedi attire uh, all wielding all, each of them carrying in their hand an identical kind of mass produced lightsaber hilt as uh, they all run out the ship because they got uh, a sense of something bad happening and uh, I'd like to give the Republic a token to foreshadow a larger threat. Yeah. Uh, and then I think also like in this moment we see uh, like kind of as as these Jedi fold out uh, uh, Uvrak who um, I've decided to make at first I was like Uvrak's like an okay person. I think Uvrak's a real piece of shit. Uvrak is wearing a cloak that's a, a Wookiee fur. Um, and Ooh. she's like, 
got her arms crossed with these two daggers, and she she kind of looks over to Tildoff and says, Strange times, huh? This has been Pathways Unnatural, a Star Wars-inspired actual play of Galactic 2E, a game by Riley Rethal. You can find the game at metagame.itch.io at slash galactic. You can find the Elder Playbook, written by Jeff Stormer, at jeffstormer.itch.io slash galactic-elder. Balta is played by me, Jacqueline. You can find me on Twitter at Swamp Duchess, and you can find my Percy Jackson reread podcast at Unwise Girls. Nichols is played by Jeff McCallan. Find him and his other projects on Twitter at EPN underscore Jeff and at emergencypowernetwork.com. Prior is played by Eclipse. She's making Sapphic World at Sapphic World RPG and making streams at D Demon Eclipse. Tildoff is played by Don Bewley. Follow him and his projects at Hexgrid Heroes on all the social medias. Now, this, this is, is podcasting. podcasting.